The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Another fantastic week of Nebraska Preps postgame with my man Jacob Padilla. If you guys like it, I love it. You appear to like when I'm with JP. So let's get in another week. Now this will be interesting because we were in the same place. So sometimes it can get a little one-sided with our vantage point. So let's let's try not to agree on purpose here if we yeah. can. Can we uh, do that? Now you're not going to go out of your way. We're, we're pretty objective. Yeah, uh, we're pretty objective. Yeah. And I got to see uh, some that you didn't, and we both got to see the same. So it's good kind of having the overlap and then the, the different uh, yeah, perspectives. Different things, so. so, like, I noticed a couple of times, it was funny. You kind of prefaced this a couple of weeks ago when you said, yeah, I'm kind of not the, the get there early. We were just talking about general times. I noticed a couple of times when you entered the High V Arena you went to a slow jog. <laughs> you were definitely trying to get to where you were going. Like, a lot of times you feel compelled to be a lot of places at a lot of different times. You were not walking. You were not sauntering, let's say. <laughs> the problem is, like, you never know when games are starting early. Yep. Like, there's some places that say, oh, they won't start more than five or ten minutes early. Some just start whenever they want to. Um, we actually had to ask for – yeah. A regular start time yeah, on I, Sunday, right? I, I appreciate that because I wouldn't be able to start that. <laughs> well, we had Jordan. four of our guys that weren't yeah. there yet either. So yeah. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. We tip at 11.15. I know that everybody should be here by 10.45, but they're not. So can we chill? Yeah, well, I, I mean, we had 8 a.m. game on Sunday, and uh, they put up uh, like five minutes on the clock at like eight or 7.50. And we had one ref at that point, yeah. and uh, – Heck, we didn't even have all three there for the start time at 8 o'clock. We had one ref tip it up while the other guys were changing their shoes. Uh, so that that's great. Uh, guys get can't, can't get there in time to have themselves ready for the, the jump ball. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just – that's kind of the uh, – the, what I have – what I have to try to sort through as we go through these tournaments because there's – 
most of the time there's game after game after game when there are enough teams there that I that I could go to and so I'm jumping from court to court trying to start and get through a complete game so I'm just kind of scrambling between one another making decisions here and there versus all right do I stay here do I abandon this go start another one so the cool thing about this you know what I like about you though well one of the many so I knew you had you either had to coach. I believe it was coach. I didn't speculate, but I'm watching you from afar because sometimes I like to watch your interactions with your brother. Right, I miss the the brotherly si- sibling interaction. You gave him your pencil, pen, whatever, yeah. and the 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 scores book to make sure that you weren't just going to trust his eye. You like handed him your tools. So you uh, could go do your thing. And that's the, the nice thing, like having me, him with me for some of these tournaments is when there are two games at the same time that, um, that I'm really interested in, like he'll go take another one uh, and we can, bo- we can knock out both of them. So I've got uh, the, the numbers from that game and then what, what he tells me about who played well and all that type of stuff. So it kind of allows us to spread out a little bit um, yeah. for these That's these cool. road trip weekends. So we got got to see a good number of teams and track. And if and if you uh, and if you want to further get into what Jacob Padilla does with Hale Varsity, go check out his latest piece on an, on a new transfer from Charlotte, which is bordering on <laughs> ridiculous. Now I've known you for a long time, even for me knowing your personality traits, that dive bordered on ridiculous. The clips, the cut-ups, the statistical breakdowns, that was silly. Yeah, I started doing more of those over the last year or two now with access to Synergy and figuring out screenshotting and how to put, clip all these things together. Um, that one just happened to be so long because Bryce Williams is that well-rounded of a player. There's just a lot of stuff to touch on. Uh I previously wrote one on Rink Mass, the Bradley transfer, and I'm. It wasn't even as in depth, and it was yeah. still good. Yeah, and now I'm working on Aaron Ulis, uh, the the Iowa transfer point guard, which so I'll be, be curious because I think we think two, I think we think starter experience, but I think there's a reason he kind of was on the market for a while. Yeah, right. Yeah, there, there's a a little bit more there, like going in and watching the clips, so you can see. Okay, I can see why they were interested beyond kind of running out of options. Um, but also, I think you can see that the ceiling's not terribly high there. Um, but they needed the guy for that spot, and he can he can do some things, play in transition, run pick and rolls, that type of stuff. So there, there's definitely something there. It's just not the most exciting option, I think, from all the guys that they were looking at. All right. So where do you want to start? Because we were together. It's kind of weird. Well, let's uh, I guess let's start with the the team that had the best weekend that that came to play down in Kansas City Classic. We're talking about down in Hy-Vee Arena, um, ETG. Nebraska Supreme, um, AEF, we're all down there. Um, Nebraska Supreme, 17U, kind of after a rough weekend down in Wichita, got off to a slow start, got some momentum back, had a good Sunday, pulled out two comeback wins. They went 4-0 down down in Kansas City. Um, Pat Freeman's squad there, I, uh, I got to watch two of those four games. Um, they beat Howard Poley, Team Tyus, by 12. Uh, they beat VWBA by 10. They beat Marcus Demnum Elite by 15. Uh, that's the one I watch. Bon Boom. Um, I, yeah, we were there. We watched that one. Not together, but that, I, I wanted to watch that too just to get a scouting report. Yeah. Uh, Balanced the effort there. Uh, bon Boom led the way. Bon Bomb led the way with 12 points. Um, Alex Wilcoxon had 10. Uh, went 2-4 from 3. 
He, he's been lights out during the spring. I, I spent quite, not quite a bit of time. I talked to him for probably 10, 15 minutes just kind of in the stands. I just went and sat on the stairs and sat next to him. He's obviously someone that I <laughs> think a lot of. And he was with Pekorski and a couple of the guys up there and, and Marcus Glock and just kind of sh- sh- shot the breeze. Somebody's going to get a good one with him, whatever level he decides to play. Because right now his options are pretty open between yeah. basketball and football. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of season he has on uh, as a, the gridiron. As a, as a quarterback. As the guy, yeah. yeah. Um, I, it was really interesting. Obviously, he was a backup quarterback, and then to, to get on the field because, I mean, Zane Flores isn't coming off the, the field. So yeah. went and played defensive back and made some plays over there too. So, um, And so he's had a great spring. Then th- we talked about last week, different team when Antilla San Linnell plays well off that bench at nine points, eight boards, hit a three, um, three steals. Then Marcus Glock, Landon Pekorski each had nine points. So just really well balanced. And it was kind of more the same against uh, SSA Elite Black. They dominated 20, one by 24 in their last game of the weekend. Benga Dak had 14 points, seven boards. Jake Hilkman had 14 points, really efficient off the bench. Uh, Marcus Glock had uh, 11. Uh, and Eldon Turner and Landon Pekorski uh, only combined for nine points, but it was efficient nine points. They had seven boards, nine assists, four steals between the two of them, just three turnovers. Like, that's what you need out of those guys. They're not going to be scoring 20 points a game, but if they're making great passes and setting guys up and getting getting BD lobs to the rim, uh, getting Alex wide open threes, that's what they, that team needs to win. Do so. you enjoy kind of watching Landon, who's, I mean, he got to 1,000 in three years at, at Gretna, so obviously he can – score the basketball much different role in the summer at least as I kind of see it with this team he seems to not really skip a beat yeah um like I said he's he doesn't have to be their primary scorer and he gets the most out of his ability plays hard when he puts it on the deck and goes to the basket he goes as hard as he possibly can but not out of control um and that's the key uh he makes good decisions and again you've got a guy like BD uh huge catch radius at the basket Get in the paint, uh, lob it up I'm, to I'm him. A bi- I'm a big Eldon Turner guy too, so on, and I think his role changes a little bit. And he's one of those guys this year as a senior with that team as he assumes the a starting backcourt spot. I'll be curious to see because he can actually score the basketball. He just kind of takes what comes to him. He has a scores mentality. I think he keeps it suppressed with how he's had to play these last three or four years, whether it's on his summer team or on his high school team, it's kind of t- the defer mode. He's very capable of going to score. And there's difference between being able to score in Class A basketball in Nebraska and being able to score on Division One guys. So you've got to make the right decisions between, all right, this is a shot I can take around the basket versus get in there, kick it out to somebody else, make get it them happen. a wide-open yeah. look. So, um, yeah, again, like when, when those guys are, are playing like that, it's a really good team. So – Good weekend for them. Uh, the 16U squad um, went one and three. Um, good win against Howard Poley, Team Tyus, uh, 57-45. Tyson Oddbody had a good game, 11 points, five of six shooting, five boards. And Barrett Boziger added 10 points, uh, four of eight shooting, two of five from three. Uh, and they got kind of contributions from up and down the lineup. Um, so that, that was a good win for them just to kind of – they've had a rough go of it a little yeah. bit. Um, so it's good to see them get that win on Sunday um, in their first game. And then my team, my uh, six-man team with a seven-on-seven football player uh, adding depth. <laughs> uh, we, so 
uh, uh, Jack Poppy from Donovan Trumbull was planning to play, uh, had a track meet on Thursday, and uh, get an email, get a phone call Thursday night. Uh, hey, Jack uh, had a pull up in his track meet, ended up straining his hamstring. Mm. So uh, you he, were super sure him. Yeah, he was not able to. So <laughs> we ended up uh, at Kobe Myers on my team. Uh, called up Jet Tomala, who is going to be more South starting quarterback. Who I, I, I think is <laughs> at least we think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> he'll, he'll compete for that job. He yeah. uh, certainly was impressive in the one game I saw last year. Um, but he'll have a chance to yeah have a great year on the gridiron. I think he's doing seven on seven, but. Uh, he uh, called him up and was like, yeah, sure, I'm not doing anything this weekend. So <laughs> got him down there on, uh, to, get, to get us to seven. And 6'4", uh, he, uh, he, he helped he helped us on defense and, and moved the ball and, and made some good plays. So uh, play, had to play him a lot because, again, we had seven guys. But So we went one and three, although we lost by one to VWBA, gave up a go-ahead three with less than two seconds left. Um, just – complete collapse we just made so many bad decisions down the stretch couldn't make a free throw um we that should have started off the weekend on a high note with a great win and just couldn't couldn't quite finish that off then we came back and lost by 20 to a very large Marcus Denman elite team that's very good um we bounced back a 171 59 against we are one uh Derek Tonjes had 31 points and 12 rebounds in that game uh yeah, uh, <laughs> and then we had a really, really good all-Iowa attack team. We were back and forth the whole way. We were leading for much of the game, um, ha- had the lead late, then gave up a second-chance uh, second chance bucket and one on a soft call, and so they go ahead by two, make the free throw. We go down, um, attack the basket. Look, certainly looked like got fouled, but no call. Um, and so time ran out, ended up losing by two. Uh, but we, uh, the frustrating part is we played well enough to, to come out of that weekend three and one had we made our free throws. We shot, high, we shot better from the field than we did from the free throw line. Shot 53% from the field and 51 from the foul line for the whole weekend. Uh, so, like, that's uh, just th- – that, that hurts uh, knowing, like, what was out there. And, like, we've – and we're so close. We've, we've got the pieces to be a really good team. We just haven't quite put it together just yet. And we also haven't really been able to practice. We haven't had our, our full squad there week after week. So it's hard to build that chemistry and, and kind of take care of that stuff. So hopefully we're, this is building up to a big July once we'll have more consistent lineups and, and practices and whatever. But um, really proud of my guys the way they stepped up again playing with six, seven guys, um, one of which didn't know any of our plays. Derek Tondra's average 21 uh, and nine, three assists. It's been a pleasant surprise for you, hasn't he? I, yeah, so I knew he was one of my best players. I did not know he was quite it's this well, good. Or, yeah. or I think well-rounded is the word I'm looking for. And really, he's, he can just get in the lane anytime he wants. He's so good at the spins, the footwork, the up and unders. He is crafty. His balance is so good. So teams had a tough time. Shot 60% from the field. Finally got a couple threes to go down this weekend. Uh, Kobe Myers ha- had a huge weekend, stepped up big time at 20 in that all-Iowa attack game uh, to, to kind of tie it for the team lead. Averaged 14 a game on 52 from the field, 41 from three, uh, four boards, three assists. Um, Owen Anderson from Miller North, uh, one of my other big guys, he had, he had a 
he had uh, two really good games and had a solid weekend overall. Average 12 a game uh, on 60 from the field, 44 from three, um, and just over a block uh, a game. So, uh, and, and then Trevin Wilkins continues to be double-digit scorer more often than not. Average just over 10 a game, um, and must get it from Alec. From, yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, I, he, I joke. <laughs> It, it, it's so weird. Like he's not left-handed like uh, Alec, but he's better with his left hand. Yeah. So uh, he's so good. Just some crazy finishes around the basket. I so. think so. I I called him Gumby a couple of weeks ago. You know what it really is? Because you kind of uh, uh, mentioned it with with Tan- with Tanjus is body control. Yeah. Just just being on balance to contort, kind of Carter Mickish, which yeah. I think is something. He does deceptively well. Where guys that can control their body in traffic give themselves an advantage. Yep. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to seventy-two. Months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. So that, that was my weekend. Hope we'll have another, a different seven-man crew this weekend, and it looks like all Iowa Tech is on our schedule again. So uh, it, it, it'll, uh, we'll just have to keep chipping away, trying to get better, and uh, as our last tournament for uh, this spring, and I'll get a break. And, again, hopefully we can regroup in July and uh, go on a tear there. But um, another team I got to see down there uh, is AF Beck, uh, their, their top 60 new team. Um, they, they went 2-2 two and two overall, but the two win- games I saw were the two wins. And uh, they beat All Iowa Attack Elite Black 57-48. Henry Houlihan from Omaha Scott had a great game, 16 points, eight boards. Had 12 of those in the first half. They just couldn't guard him early on. Uh, and then Lincoln Schwartz had eight points and eight rebounds from Elkhorn South, four offensive. And that's kind of what he does. Just he is all over the offensive glass because again, the, the fault the they finished the weekend with a 60-57 win against Mokan Select. Um, Trent Krogman from Papia South, by the way, 14 points, three blocks. Hudson Newverth from Bennington had nine points, 10 boards, including five offensive. And then Schwartz added eight points and 11 rebounds, including four offensive. So they just they play with pace. They, they press you. They get shots up. And then they go crash that glass uh, relentlessly with their bigs there. So when you're – I actually – we talked about a uh, – I think I, I maybe even tweeted this to you on social media. I can't remember because – Sometimes I just say random things to you that I should probably say to your face. But it, I think that was over the weekend, and I was already back home. So that may have been like a Sunday night or something or whatever. But I think quietly, like, they've done a good job. I like that roster. Like, we've talked about them a couple of weeks in a row. There's just something about the way that they play. It's a good roster. Oh, and most of those guys played together for Beck at OSA last year. Um, so they've got that camaraderie, added a few pieces there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's – uh, a lot of guys that played um, JV suited some varsity uh, for, for some of them last year uh, as sophomores. Um, and guys that all have a chance to, to play roles for their teams here uh, heading into their junior year. So, uh, yeah, it's a good team. I was glad uh, glad to see them down there, get another chance to look at them. Yeah. Uh, hadn't seen them since the first weekend. Um, so, 
kind of rounding things out with the, the ETG group. It was kind of a, a kind of a rough weekend o- overall. Um, it, I think after the grind of four straight weeks, three straight or two straight live periods uh, on the shoe circuit, I don't know if going down they were kind of taken for granted a little bit what they were going to find down in Kansas City, thinking it wouldn't be quite that high level, but there were some good teams down there. And uh, the 17s did end up going uh, three and one, but dropping a game down there is uh, not quite what we expect from them, and they did not a look A game good. in which yeah. they should – they so yeah we'll we'll touch on it was a 54 57 loss to VWBA um shot under 40% from the field 2 of 12 from 3 8 of 14 from the free throw line just nobody played well nothing they did on offense clicked just kind of a weird game and we talked about this too but i i think at times when they're not getting steals uh they struggle to end possessions. With st- they struggle to defend straight up and to get rebounds. And so, so yes and no, right? Because I'm in. A, I'm kind of in agreement with you. What I wish they would do a little less is run and jump. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, because it puts because what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah, what you're yeah. saying. It's like the second or third rotation that ends up giving up something yep. easy. Yep. So they get caught in no man's land. So the no part of that is if they just picked up at half court, yeah. I think they could do a very good job of defending. But I also, to go back to your yes part of it, is when they're turning you over, they're almost unbeatable. Yeah. So it's so, so there there has to be some win to run and jump and, yeah. and and turn you over versus, okay, we're giving up a few easies on the back end. Let's just get back and guard because as they showed against – the Sunday game, was it Denman? When they sit yeah. down and yeah, yeah. guard in the half court, they couldn't get anything oh. and then you get the then you get the run outs. Yeah. Because uh, that run was that, pretty impressive. That second half was ridiculous in that. Um so yeah, we can uh get but get to the three wins. Uh now they, they beat Phenom Boys Pip seventy six, sixty two. Uh Trinell Parker twelve points, six of eight from the field, three steals, three blocks, and really good minutes off the bench. Uh, obviously the Creighton Prep forward playing up. Kem Stubblefield had 10 points. Uh, Will Cooper had nine points. Hit three threes in the in the first half. Um, Good to see him find his shot from distance. Yeah. Then 70-67 win against Howard Poley, Team Tyus. Um, uh, uh, free tag wasn't there. Yeah, no free tag. Yeah. I, we, not, we weren't sure where he yeah. was, but I know that they were kind of interested in seeing him at least a little bit just because he was almost going to play with ETG. Yeah. And played Before against them last year yeah. uh, down in the same yeah, event. Hit the game, hit the yeah. game winner. Um, but uh, Jackson McAndrew, who Nebraska, Creighton, a lot of others have offered, was there and had a good game for them. But uh, you guys, it was back and forth the whole way. They were down, then they got back in front, mm-hmm. and down the stretch managed to make enough plays to, to hold on to win it. I know Neil Mosser went 4-4 four four from the line down the stretch there, led the way with 14 points, uh, four assists. Uh, uh C.J. Mitchell, I think, overall had a pretty good offensive weekend. Um, got going a little bit at 17 in that one on 8-9 shooting. Hit a 3. Um, Aiden Zickman, 11 points, 3-5 uh, from 3 off the bench. And then Jane Jackson, I thought, had a relatively quiet weekend yeah. by his standards. Yeah, but still, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. And all those plays ended up mattering. So, that, that was probably, I mean, competition level aside and being able to execute in the clutch – that was probably their best win uh, yeah. of the weekend. 
uh, because they closed out the, the weekend with a 73-51 win against Marcus Denman. In which they trailed a good chunk of the first half. Yeah, it was, again, kind of just the sluggish guy, again, going for steals, missing, and not really getting back. And, um, and But in the second half, man, they things clicked. They turned it on, started defending, and shots fought, were falling for everybody. Ended up winning 73-51. Uh, shot 64% from the field, including 12 of 20 from three. Had 22 assists on 27 field goals. They also had 23 assists on 26 field goals the in game, that first yeah, win yep. of the weekend. Uh, and it, it was 16 assists in the other win. So, like, they uh, – 16 on whatever it was. Um, so, sharing the ball, they get good looks. And the you know, Monster, 13 points, 4 or 5 from the field, 3 or 4 from 3, 5 assists. Uh, Elijah Gate, Gith was really good in the second half, especially. He had 12 points, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Caleb had 11 points, didn't miss a shot, had the uh, old break the ankles, pull up mid-range jumper in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe a slight push-off, but uh, it was, hey, they didn't call it as on long, MJ. As long as the arm doesn't <laughs> yeah. get extended. It was his shoulder. So, uh, yeah. And C.J. Mitchell, 10 points, 5 of 7 from the field, 3 assists. Jaden Jackson, 10 points, 3 of 5 from 3, 4 assists. So, really, they had everybody going. I think uh, Will Cooper had 8 points as well, had a couple of threes, so – um, finally looked like themselves offensively. Shots were falling. They were sharing the ball. Everybody was engaged. So it was a good way to end the weekend that way, to mercy rule a team after kind of being in a dogfight in the first half. Second half, Denman just didn't have anything for them. So uh, finished the weekend 3-1. and one. Uh, Fortunately, the younger teams did not do quite as well. Uh, the 16s coming off of back-to-back really strong performances uh, in the 3SSB uh, went 1-3. and three in with, with them? Agree or disagree, it's about their emotional maturity. Definitely, and shots weren't falling, and they didn't, did not react well. But yeah, body mm-hmm. language changes a little bit. It, that, that's going to be an interesting team to watch. Yeah, they – Because they're talented. They had a tough time getting to 60 points. Um, the one win was the first game of the weekend against Kingdom Hoops Elite. They were down 11 with eight minutes to play and closed the game on a 27 run. Uh, Bryson Ball hit three threes uh, in the second half. Amir Martin hit another big one. Uh, and they actually got lucky because Kingdom that missed the missed the bonus, I think it was, and went down. They got all the way to the rim mm-hmm. with a layup, and the kid just tricked it. Uh, so that game probably should have <laughs> went to overtime. Um, yeah. Did not defend very well, um, but they got the win. And fortunately, they scored 40 points in their next game. Uh, Derek Rollins had 10 points, five boards. Uh, the team as a whole shot 35% from the field and 50 from the line. Uh, mm. lost 58-60 to VWBA. I did not see that one. And then lost 62-63 uh, against all Tech Elite Red in which they shot 6-12 from the free throw line. Uh, I, I wonder, you know, free throw shooting is streaky. I wonder if that's going to be a thing this summer. <laughs> you think? Uh, my team's been all over the place. We shot 80% the previous yeah, weekend. Yeah, it can come and, and go. And shot 51% this weekend, so. And then the, the 15s went 1-3 and three as well, and they just could not make a shot uh, in their last two games. Um, so they, they, they're going to keep trying to figure some things out, keep building. May but, have to uh, make a couple roster adjustments too. It's an interesting team to watch. It's, they maybe build around Major. Yeah, Monster, and see what so, happens. So uh, he had a 20-point game where he scored 17 in the second half against all Iowa Tech to kind of get them back in the game. Never really in striking distance, but... Um, so, yeah, that, that's Casey he's, Classic. He's been consistent. Yeah. Right? 
that, that's the KC Classic. Uh, this weekend, get to stay close to home. Uh, the, the older ETG teams are off. The We're 15s off. are playing uh, along with the, the rest of us down, down in Lincoln for um, a next pro event. Get to see OSA there, uh, Lincoln Supreme, Nebraska Supreme, ETG 15s, and a few others. Yeah. So. so we'll, well, again, be in the same building as I'll be watching. But back, back in Omaha to see my mom for Mother's Day. <laughs> That's another week of Nebraska Preps postgame. That's Jacob Padilla, one of the best in the business. He may tell you he is, but he's kind of modest, so I'll speak for him. I'm ODB. That's Shane Schillerberg on the ones and twos, man. Back next Wednesday, same time. Don't you dare miss us. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs>